Sex Radio. Brunch Talk. With Olive. Beautiful day to have a good time, enjoy great music and beautiful conversations. Hello, my name is Olive and welcome to The Branch Talk, a program where we have candid but friendly conversations about a plethora of subjects as requested by you, our listeners. Today, we step away from the hard topics of politics and venture into another dimension that is parenting. How do you find parenting in the social media era? How about the education system that is packaged with lots of tests and homework? Nowadays, children, especially those in urban centers, are exposed to the world of social media, either through their own gadgets or those of their parents and guardians. There is also the content on the media, like TV, like radio, and to name but a few. However, sometimes these gadgets have proved to be more detrimental for the children than parents ever imagined. For instance, the children from a primary school that planned to leave home and go start an online business. Can you imagine? These were P7 boys. They left school on a school day and uh, got an Uber, went to Entebbe, apparently to start a life of their own. They planned all this through their phones on social media. Others commit suicide after watching content on social media, daring them to kill themselves. Can you imagine? Well, Elon Chiwomolo, a family therapist, director of Family Comfort Foundation and the teacher is joining me for this brunch and I'm sure we will learn a thing or two. So please don't touch your dial. I'll be right back. Brunch Talk with Olive. Thank you for joining me for the brunch talk. Hi, Elon. Thank you for joining me. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I've been good. How have you been? It's been I've, a minute. I've been well. <laughs> I see you on TV the other day on C, <laughs> the other day on uh, Sanyuka. On Sanyu, is it Sanyuka? Yes. yes. I see you around. You're taking this thing very seriously. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> so it is said that raising children does not come with a menu, mm-hmm. but today it comes with social media. How does a parent cope with this? Now, uh, what is important for us to note at this time is that we are in an era of uh, uh, crisis parenting. Mm. Uh, all of us are under crisis and mm. we have to raise these children under crisis because the parents themselves are under crisis. The, the children, the teachers, everyone is under crisis. Of course, partly because of the COVID-19, yes. that is partly... And that also raised the numbers of the social media exposure to the children as they all had to engage in online learning and the rest. That's true. Now, this uh, created a crisis that we probably didn't think or it came about at a time when we were really not set to usher our children in well in the use of uh, social media. Some of them are not really prepared or we've not uh, prepared these children for it. We shall see or we shall admit that for sure, unlike other countries or unlike uh, other countries that are not in Africa, it's been um, a transition uh, for some time for the children to learn to handle social media at a certain age. It's been, it has been a transition I which agree. we didn't really for us, we just got onto the excitement. You see, all of us are excited. Um, not only the children. Now, 
if the big people can be excited about social media. How about the children? Then how about the children who are so, so investigative, who are mm. so, so curious about learning? Um, I've been watching uh, TikTok. Yes. You see how excited everyone is about TikTok. <laughs> you see? Me here. And me three. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, we are excited. But the excitement has also come up with another thing. Mm. Because parents are in there, it's not very easy for them to have an authority of the children to tell them the do's and don'ts. Actually, it is like now. Uh, how do we parent amidst social media? Mm. We're in crisis parenting now. But because we also have the social media with us and it's exposing our children day and night, we also get into another slogan saying uh, parenting is no longer for cowards. That's true. What happens? Um, break that parenting is no longer for cowards. It, okay. You break it down. Now, uh, when it comes to areas of probably relationships, mm-hmm. uh, people of our ages could never share that with our parents. It was hard. And the social setting was the, the, the aunties were there, the uncles were there to talk about those things or senior male teachers, senior, you know, parents could not confront us rightly to tell us about all those things. That's true. Uh, yes. And for us who are in this work, parents have always come on board when, uh, when a child is going in for menstruation and they don't know how to handle. Mm-hmm. When a child is uh, experiencing the body changes and they don't know how to handle. So they, they keep uh, uh, giving, uh, sending those children to us to help them uh, or to usher them in into the other stage of maturity. Now here, it is like even the people you would be giving the children now like us. Yes, we are here. And um, much as we are here, we are not many. Mm. Even if we were many, the parents don't seem to pay attention to us. But instead, they are taking their children as a priority. Our parents fear to tell children certain things. This is strange. Yeah, like children call the shots in many homes. Mm-hmm. Like a child will just wake up and say, me, I don't eat that. Now, yes. I understand we, we should respect them because they are also human. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's not because they have allergies mm. or they, it causes them to, you know, be sick in a certain mm-hmm. kind of way. Someone just wakes up and says, mommy, me, I don't eat beans. And the parent is like, that one does not eat beans. beans. And it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you saying? What are the parents supposed to do to, you know, because social media is here mm-hmm. and it's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. And uh, children are here. They're not going to go away. Mm -hmm. Trends keep changing. Mm -hmm. So what advice do you give to parents? Because it's only going to get worse from here onwards. Um, Before I even get onto the parents or giving advice to parents, there is what we call escapism. Mm. Parents are running away from the right rule of nurturing children and are availing the, the gadgets. You see? Because they are very busy with work. They would rather the gadgets take yes. the... Now, the gadgets have really done a good job. And I think we we can also see the gadgets have parented. But what they've parented is that we can also not handle. You see, the gadgets have parented and we cannot handle. So it's high time we went back to our positions and, and did the, the aggressive parenting now. It should be aggressive. How um, aggressive? Spanking the uh-huh. kids? No. Social media is very fast. The pervasive side of the world is so, so fast. And for us, in the, those reclaiming the right social setting are slower. In fact, at times, even when we are not very slow, 
with all the passion and urge, we are not well facilitated, much as we are desperate to do the work. Because these people are smarter, then we also have to be smartest. Parents have to come on board now desperately to see what are my children watching. Uh, there are those who are saying that, yes, for me, uh, these children need phones and they have to keep them. It's okay, but let's guide them. It should be guided responsibility now. A sensor and see what is that, that I'm supposed to give them. Uh, for example, if this child is uh, five years, if you're buying the phone, please buy the phone in the names of that child of five years. Put the age. Then to some extent, some information may be censored because you've put the age. But what we do now is that we give those children our phones or it's us who buy and we put in our names and our ages. I think it's because of the law, because uh, a minor cannot buy, for instance, a SIM card. My, my son is a teenager, mm-hmm. but still a minor. When I got him a phone, I had to register his SIM card in my names because I needed to reach him. He needed a SIM card to use the phone. No. <laughs> that is the problem that we yeah. have. All of us are giving the children our phones because of that factor. But mm. because those are phones for adults now, it mm. is adult information. Oh. This was a strange discovery from a, from a certain parent, still actually a head teacher. Uh, she was telling me about how she discovered that. So she, she was like, okay, this information can be rated according to the age. The, age. the, the child uh, wanted to access a certain app and they were like, no, according to your age, no. You see, this is when also the parent got to realize that, yes, it's according to the ages can be. The information can be regulated according to ages. Mm-hmm. But now we all give our children our phones, we register the phones in our, in in our, our names. names. And we are adults. Yes, and we are adults. So, so when you log in, because when, when you log in with a Google account, it's most likely yours. Mm-hmm. And then that account will have access to everything adults. Yes. Yes, yes. So uh, that is something that is a problem for now. But even then, you talk to them. Now, for me, uh, for me in my home, I'm such a conservative parent. Mm. In my home, uh, yes, having your phone, uh, having a smartphone will be when someone is uh, through with senior four. Whoa. Or senior six. We regulate (laughs) that. So they have to work hard to make sure that they are there and we get those smartphones. And I have a principle in my house we don't touch mommy's phone. We don't touch daddy's phone. Why? Just because we respect them. That is eh, something we've done. And when I'm in workshops, I usually tell people, um, I tell the students, don't touch them. Don't touch mommy's phone. Don't touch daddy's phone. Why? Because we respect them. So you're saying, going back to where you said that uh, parents need to go back to aggressive parenting. Yes. You're saying that um, they have to, first of all, uh, regulate mm-hmm. and determine what ages are fit for children to have phones. Yes. Not because you have the money, mm-hmm. let me give them. But then some parents don't give kids phones. They give them tablets. Mm-hmm. Because, for instance, you've seen Edutabs. Mm-hmm. They will tell you that they are... Um, they are designed in a way that will have content suitable for children. But children, like you said, today they are sharper. They discover things so fast. Before you know it, they have something on the tablet mm-hmm. that was not supposed to be there. Yes. So maybe in the event that a parent wants the child to have a phone, okay, if they're not as conservative as mm-hmm. you were, mm-hmm. what advice would you give them? Okay. Now, much as I'm a conservative parent, there are things I've learned. 
I can have uh, I can be watching something on my phone and I call them. For example, it is uh, that other that uh, some of the, the data information on, on the phone and I mm. call them. Then I seek eh, I seek their understanding or I check out on how they understand this. Is it good? Do you think this is good? So we discuss that. Now that is now aggressive parenting to some extent. Mm. Um, you call them and we look into that because even when you hide it away from them, they'll look for it. Mm. So you look at what is going on and you say, look at this. What is your take on this? What do you think about this? That helps you gauge and see the brain. What is this for? Uh, in most cases, when it is watching TV, the soaps, eh? the soaps are all over. I'm forced to sit and watch the soaps with them. Yes. And you'll find her, you know, mommy, for me, when I get married, I won't get married early because of this and this and this. You see, because mommy, but those are confused hearts. You see, now mm. you are uh, sitting with them helps you realize the level at which they are. Uh, are they too advanced? Are they too are advanced? They? <laughs> are they, you see, can you discuss that? Because afterwards we get the personalities we looked at and we discuss them. Mm. Let's think about this. Ah, mommy, when I grow up, I cannot marry such a woman who is like this. And th- you see, mm. actually, it's no longer about hiding children or a shying away to discuss sex with our children. We now have to discuss sex. Actually, when you mention that, it reminds me of something else. There was a. Um there was a controversy when Shiba went to a certain school and she was uh, twerking and she was in a short pink dress and many parents didn't like it. And then a minister even suggested, Sarah Pendip, suggested that government bans secular shows in schools. But then my opinion is, are you trying to hide the real world from the children or are you trying to prepare them for the real world? Should you ban the music that they even watch at home from being presented at school or should you regulate how artists dress when they go to these schools? Now, um, it is high time Mm. we stopped shying around or hiding what is taking place because that is the truth. The truth is the perversion is at a very high rate, whether we want or not. So we run away from it or we confront it. Let's confront it. I know, yes, Shiba went to school. Um, yes, as a parent, I also didn't like it. Uh, looking at her, dressed indecently and the dirty dancing. I also dancing, didn't like that. that I didn't that, like that, that, that dancing you and know? the dressing. I didn't like that. And uh, I wonder, was it a, a boys' school? It was a mixed school. It was a mixed school. Now, we have to regulate what kind of music we bring to. To that school. You, or what kind of... Uh, of what of, uh, of musicians that we put um, and what kind of dress code you that, see? I think for me it's the dress code really mm-hmm. because you see you can't say we can't bring Shiba to school yet you at home at 1pm when all TVs are showing music shows your children are watching Shiba because most parents are very hypocritical. Yes. They let their children watch uh, these artists at home. They are mm-hmm. watching uh, Miles Ramiti. They are mm-hmm. watching uh, all these mm-hmm. shows. And then when this happens in school, oh my goodness, how could she do that? But what <laughs> are you doing at home? Actually, let me tell you something. Yeah? The Shibas and the like are very good. Uh, those are those are peers that those people would probably look at to say I'll also be a musician and what. It's also important to have another tip. Shiba, you're coming to our school and you're giving in message. You're, 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 you're entertaining. But we also need that other word that can help keep this child in school mm. eh, because they believe in her. 
they'll listen to her words, you see? So it will be another uh, positive movement. I think that can also work for us. Not deliberately telling them not to go, but we also give them another version of what we want them to address to our children with the right dress code. Wow, you're listening to The Branch Talk and today we are talking parenting in the social media era. In an era where the media has gone haywire, the content they show us on TV, the artists, the way they dress, the way they sing, the way they dance, all of this, how do you cope as a parent? We'll be right back with Elon Chiwomolo. It's time to listen to RX Radio. Branch Talk with Olive. Welcome back to The Branch Talk. My name is Olive and thank you so much for being a part of this show. I wonder what your weekend plans are. Are you going for blankets and wines tomorrow? Are you going to have a good time? Well, whatever it is, take care of yourself. Stay safe. Do not drive under the influence of alcohol because we don't want to lose you. We've seen so many accidents. The one that stood out for me recently was the one uh, of the, a group of people that were hit by a movie train that was really sad and we don't want you to be like that we don't want you to end like that because we still want you to listen to our shows enjoy our music and of course be around for your children be around for your family for your siblings for your mothers and dads so please take care of yourself and today on the brunch talk we are talking parenting with elon chiwomolo a family therapist director family comfort foundation and a teacher she is very passionate about parenting she's very passionate about children so today we have decided to decipher how best parents can parent their children in the social media era but not only social media we are going to look at other ways we can parent and of course other challenges that our children face and how we can cope with them as parents welcome back ellen Thank you. So uh, we have talked social media. But now, as parents, before we get off the social media onto other things, you talked about being aggressive with parenting and limiting what children can do on social media. But then there is something that we don't do as parents. We do not lead by example. You cannot tell children that they can't have their phones at such and such an hour, but then you're the parent that takes your phone to the bathroom. By the way, did you know that when you move with your phone to the bathroom, you're going to spend more time there than you expected? <laughs> then you have your phone at the dining table, but then you're telling your children not to have phones when eating. You get. So as parents, how do we uh, moderate ourselves as well? Now, that's what I told you earlier on, that uh, we have this excitement. Eh? Mm. We are overwhelmed. We probably don't know how to handle or to... We need discipline, first of all, self-discipline for us. And uh, when we have the self-discipline, I think many things can be put in place. We can regulate. Um, this is what is happening. As parents, we have relationships with our, with our phones and we don't have relationships with our children. Oh my goodness, you're right on the money. Now, now eh, these children actually jealousy for the relationship between us and the, the phones. And the phone. So that's why when they also get time to get phones, 
it's like they are revenging on you to also love their phones mm-hmm. and understand them more and search more because it is their thing monkey see monkey mm-hmm. do <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> now you don't have the authority to speak in the in the lives of the children about phones because you don't have the phone discipline Our parents forget one thing that even when our phones are there if you build a relationship with these children uh, because they yearn for it and they love it uh, they'll put the phones aside and come and listen to you there is something i'm sorry i keep preferring to what i do because yes <laughs> you're a um, parent but even then eh, i sample these things and because it we are doing parenting yes i'm one parent who used to have a lot of time for the phone putting those children aside so these children also deliberately moved out of my life and i was so uh, sensitive i sensed it now i began creating a session uh, of our time I would go and uh would get some time and I tell them people come come and we talk our things yeah come and we talk our things and that time or that day we usually talk our things if they're not in boarding schools it's a sunday now everyone is very attentive to come on board and we talk our things you see we have that uh, hour for our things yeah? mm. talking about our things and they are proud you know for us mummy you know for me mummy that is our time they leave all things aside and they pay attention to me because they know it is quality time i'm here to caution a parent you have that quality time with a child because for sure whether we want or not we don't have all the time for the children but all we need is quality time it could be 30 minutes in the car but is it quality i keep cautioning parents um uh, for those words to sink in well in the children's mind they should feel secure with you and they should feel that uh, that shelter with you the shelter of belonging the shelter of love it is that shelter that makes these children open up to you but unfortunately as parents we are too too busy to create the shelter we have relationships with jobs we have relationships with friends but we don't have relationships with, with the children. children all they long for us is that relationship You know, they miss it. They don't want to tell us but they miss it, but they do. Eh? We've done several researches in uh, those big schools where people are very wealthy and they take their children to very good schools. These children are like, this who have given us everything. They've given me that kind that's up, but it's not what I love. I love daddy. I love mommy. And they are bitter. Because they miss you. So that's when they grow up and they never come back. And then you wonder I did everything for these children I gave them the life of course according to your own understanding but they don't they never call they don't come home I have to beg them to be present are you saying it's because you did everything money could buy but you didn't give them you didn't put in the a relationship time. you didn't create a relationship with them by the way before they are adolescents before they get into their teens if you didn't create that bond before as they become teens they go away from you they go farther because they need their independence but if you built a relationship with them before that that in before that in age then they will come on board and you'll they, you'll have friends um this is what is happening i keep telling people i keep telling her especially when it comes to the single parents we've given in everything to this child you know i'm working for my children uh, we we actually most of them are saying like i gave up all the relationships and i'm giving all the love to my children that when i feel it wrong why because you're overgiving them mm. the love actually 
it is not organized love it is compensating it is compass you know you're transferring the love that would probably be the other side but love for a man is very different from that of the children now because you don't want to go back to this man you get all the baggage and you give to this child which is okay but when you give all the baggage to this child i always uh, encourage a parent to explain if you're this person who works very hard uh, for this uh, for this child please explain to them that you know things are not very easy this and this and this I and must this. put in more work for yes. us to have abc yes actually children are on the receiving end mm. they want the love they want the care they want the they are on the receiving end and i'm wondering what does he have to put on board for me they have to take care of me they also have a responsibility yes now by now, doing but some people may hear us and say which kind of responsibility their children they didn't ask you to give birth to them no. so please make them understand this is what it is mm. uh, learning to care is a mm. tip that we learn from home okay now as i do all those things it is important for them to know that oh when mommy comes home she left the shoes out let's put the shoes on the rack because she's tired mommy will you have some water mommy how went your day how was it you know i kept thinking about it that is a relationship we keep because when you come home these children have to know exactly what you went through to understand you your, such your, that they carry that burden they help you carry or they help offload the burden the burden so i hear you so you're teaching them to be empathetic yes. rather than entitled uh-huh. because you mentioned single mothers mm-hmm. and i know that many single moms overcompensate mm-hmm. And uh, how do they do it? You have these kids, you don't even want them to learn chores because you don't want them to suffer. To suffer because they also suffer. So you time. go from work, maybe working a job or two, you get home and you have a 17-year-old boy home that cannot even make you a meal. So you reach home and you start cooking again. Yet they could have said mommy will come home tired. No. Let me make sure she has a meal when she gets here. I happen to have our uh, two boys and one girl. The last boy is in P6. Mm. But cooking is intense. A P6 boy can cook my meal. Mm. They know I'm, I I love cooking and they know I prepare good meals. Mm. So it is their responsibility Mommy to Mommy doesn't eat bad food. Yes. <laughs> and it is an offense for Mommy not to eat your food because uh. that shows that you didn't You Put didn't pay attention. <laughs> oh see? my, oh my. Now they've learned. They learn, you see? The more we able children is the more we disable them. We are abolishing them in detail. There is a saying that um, hard times create strong people. Mm-hmm. Strong people create easy times and easy times create weak people. Yes. Now single moms because they are struggling mm-hmm. they will do their best to create a safe landing for their children. Yes. But unfortunately that safe landing most times makes them weak. Mm-hmm. And uh, here I say single parents but also their homes where it is a two parent home but probably mom or dad had a tough time growing up. And instead of teaching their children certain values I'm not saying uh, deny your kids things they need they end up spoiling them way beyond because they must have everything i never mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. 
This is the brunch talk. We are going to take a break. This conversation just got more interesting. And if you've just joined us, we are talking parenting in this day and age. And I'm speaking to Ellen Chiwomolo, a family therapist and also the director of Family Comfort Foundation. She's also a teacher and a mother. We'll be right back. You're listening to RX Radio. Brunch talk with Olive. It's the Brunch Talk on RX Radio. My name is Olive and I'm having brunch with Elon Chiwomolo, a family therapist, director of Family Comfort Foundation and also a teacher and a mother. We are talking parenting in this day and age. How do you raise your children in the era of social media, of uh, content that is crazy on our television sets? How do you do it? But now we are moving away from uh, social media. We are going to go back into class back into school and we are going to delve into an issue i've seen in so many places especially on social media where parents complain about homework many parents complain about the amount of homework that is given to their children but today i don't want our focus to be on the parents i want the focus to be on the children a child goes to school especially here in Kampala, most of them leave home by, let's say, 5.30 or 6 sharp to drive to God knows where the school is. And then in the evening, we know the traffic jam. (laughs) Maybe it has lessened because of fuel prices. (laughs) (laughs) So a child gets home like at 9 p.m. and then they have to do homework or some of them are forced to do their homework from the car. My children can't do homework in a moving car because they get car sick. They got that from their mother. Mm -hmm. But then, and not every child is driven home, right? Mm -hmm. Some walk, others use taxis. You can't do homework in a taxi. And uh, these homeworks are creating stress levels for the children. There is the homework and then there is the tests. There are schools where children have to do tests pretty much every other week if not every other day, especially if they are candidates. And uh, many children seem stressed about this. So what do you think is supposed to be done? How do we help our children? Should we talk to the schools? What do we do? Now, of course, as a teacher, um, I know most schools are not going to be happy with me, with what I'm going to talk about. But uh, we don't need homework. We don't need homework. We don't need holiday classes. Oh, God, I don't know. Weekend classes. We don't need those things. Because if we are in school, we have the schoolwork. These brains have to rest. These children at home have to do our work. If it is homework, it should be family-related. Not school. Now, if school is also transferring their things into our private life, now this is our thing. Family is our thing, you see. They are bringing their things in our thing. This is a family department time. Now, giving us homework is wrong. These children are being prepared for being clever, but not wise. For someone who is dealing with children now, this is an area we are talking, we are looking at uh, that some of the values that would have been got from home are not there. For example, in my fine art class, I keep telling my children to learn to be responsible and uh, work excellently. 
a purpose to be excellent. Now, those are some of the values I, I would get from home when uh, my mother is telling me, my dear child, never do this. Do this with all your spirit. Work with your spirit. That would be a value that would be from home, probably, you know. Now, instead of us getting time to talk our things with our children in the homes and family, it is homework. My dear. And lots of it. And lots of it. Eh? And remember, some of these parents are even not, are, some of them didn't go to school. That's true. They even don't know what these children are doing mm. because the, the, they are faster in learning and uh, the syllabus, I, I don't know, every one child can tell you about uh, the clouds, numbers and those things. And That's yet, true. You see? The things my P2 child tells me, the things I see in her homework, I'm like, at what level was I handling this kind mm-hmm. of work? Now, anything to do with homework, to do with holiday, these brains have to, these will have to rest. If they don't rest, we are stressing these children and we are doing it by ourselves because of performance. I keep telling my, my, my students eh, that when we look around, the world is not really led by those people who are the first in class. No. No. But those who learned the survival techniques. So I urge the, the teachers to lessen the homework. Let them give us our children and we talk our things, those values that they need from home. Otherwise, uh, we have very clever children without any morals, you see. That's true. Because we don't have time to to fix the morals. Because eh? we are busy. Yes, and when it comes to parents, work. when it comes to parents also, uh, we feel, much as we don't have time for the children, we feel homework is better. This amuses me. Eh? Mm. Parents are also saying, you know, children at home, we are overwhelmed with our responsibility. When are they starting to go back to school? I see that a you lot. See? When uh, the pandemic struck, mm-hmm. parents were stuck at home with their kids. Mm-hmm. That's how you notice. You see, many people made jokes about marriages or how many marriages were going to crumble mm-hmm. because many couples cannot stand each other mm-hmm. uh, day in, day mm-hmm. out. But then many parents cannot stand their, <laughs> their children. children. <laughs> and because the children are poorly, <laughs> badly behaved. And if they're badly behaved, honestly, who are we going to blame here? It may not be you. Some children are impossible, but to a degree... <laughs> there is a factor of yes. parenting in there. But then some parents just don't want to be bothered. Now, my dear parents, this is a paper that we can never dodge. The fact is, eh, the hardest papers to do, eh, the marriage paper is hard. Relationships is also a hard paper. But the hardest is parenting. That's true. Because you never run away from parenting. Because you get this uh, plain piece of paper and you have to write on it for the rest of your life. And for the rest of this person's life, you're teaching them. And even then, you never go smart. We've seen people who are big enough and they are wondering, Mommy, I don't think this was right. You see, these children, if you don't parent them well, at a certain point, they'll confront you. Mm. Mommy, mm-mm. because they also imagine when their parents, they would imagine at this age, mom used to do this and this to me, mm. but I cannot do this. And there they will confront you and tell you, no, mommy, this was not right. That day, this was not right. You see? Yeah. You see children that have grown up in um, toxic families where probably the mom was toxic or the dad was abusive and the mom decided to stay or the mom was abusive and the dad didn't choose to divorce her. Mm-hmm. They normally grow up and they're like, why would you, why did you let this person treat you this yes. way? I'm not going to bring my children around yes. you because I don't trust you to protect them because yes. you never protected me. 
You see now, it all comes back to you now that is parenting. So let us not dodge those things of saying, you know, we are tired of these children home. My dear, let us do our responsibility. So let me ask you something. There is a high number of teenage suicides today. Actually, a study by Johns Hopkins University shows that suicide is the third leading cause of death in young people aged between 15 to 24. And uh, apparently boys are four times more likely to die from suicide than girls. But also girls are more likely to attempt suicide than boys. What does this mean? Boys kill themselves. Boys go through with it more than girls. But then girls try to kill themselves more than boys. I think when it comes to girls... No, when boys we decide, kill themselves more. Is it that? Yes, boys kill themselves more, more than, girls, than girls. But girls attempt more than boys. Uh, uh, what does this mean? When girls try to kill themselves, they normally choose ways that are not very... Not as terrible, <laughs> let me say. For instance, they might try to slit their wrists, whereas a boy may just get a rope. Now, when you talk about uh, anything to do with boys, I, I get a little emotional because I'm so much in the in the boy-child campaigns and I know much about boys. This is something we shall talk about some other time, but it's yes. so important. Uh, but... Uh, you see that the biggest number of suicides are boys yes, and, and the rough suicide. Yeah, and, Do you know why? Yes. Um, no, I don't. Sorry. No. <laughs> I wanted to ask you mm. what is making suicide so normal for children that are as young as 13, 14. Because even here in Uganda, we have seen so many kids kill themselves. There is one who recently killed himself because she had eaten food that had not been given to her and she feared punishment. Now... First for the boys, the boys as in boys, eh? Boys are looking around or searching around for father figures. They are looking for the right role models, uh, exemplary role models to speak in their lives, but they are not there. Mm. That is one part. Boys become more vulnerable. Actually, not only boys, but men. Men are also vulnerable, but they are defensive because, of course, they are lions, eh? You see? They don't want to admit they are that. Now, when it comes to the general of children committing suicide. This is because we lack psychosocial support systems. We don't listen to these children. We, we've not put, I've been in a struggle over encouraging every school to have psychologists on board. Whenever I get an opportunity to, uh, to talk, I do that. Eh? Psychologists should be planted in every segment. At work here, we need psychologists in the house, you know, family therapists, all that. Why? These children need to listen. They need someone to talk to. So the moment they're not speaking out, the more this poison grows eh, in their system. Eh? We don't listen them out. At school, they're not listened out. At home, they are labeled. But what are they supposed to do? Even the stress factors are higher. You look at that homework as a small thing. Homework is there. Look at uh, the, the sexual exposure now. Uh, there was a school we were talking to and these boys were battling with pornography. Hmm? You know, I'm battling with pornography. I don't know how I began. I don't know how to get out of it. But I'm battling with, uh, with, with uh, masturbation. I don't know how to go about it. Now, the fact that these are things that, that we don't talk about. Actually, when we're talking about some of those, guys, those things, one boy cried for over 40 minutes. Each time I'm masturbating, I'm hurting. They cannot speak out. So in case they cannot speak out, whenever they lose out on the room of speaking out, they kill the themselves. Suicide. 
they are guilty. Eh? They are hurting with their internal guilt. They would rather see themselves off and rest in peace. That's the assumption. That's why I think. <sighs> this has been a deep conversation, Ellen. I've loved it. Thank you. And uh, I'm hoping that our listeners have really picked something from this because you can never exhaust parenting, right? We can talk about this till kingdom come Mm. and we will never get to the finish line. But if you're a parent out there and you have been listening or if you've just caught the tail end of this conversation, we are going to upload a, a podcast so that you can be able to listen to it again and again. And I will have Elon back here to talk more on the suicide among teenagers, especially boys. What are we doing wrong? All of us as a society, because it feels that we have given the girl child so much attention and we have forgotten about the boys. But that's a conversation for another day. Thank you, Elon, for doing this with me. You're welcome. This has been the Branch Talk. My name is Olive. Branch Talk airs every Saturday, 12 o'clock to 1 p.m. Please join me every Saturday. Tell your friends to tell their friends. Tell your girlfriend to tell her mother. Tell your brother to tell his brother's girlfriend and sister's boyfriend that there is Branch Talk at Rx Radio where we talk about social issues, where we talk about social justice. We delve into politics, anything and everything. We handle it only here on rx radio i'll catch you again next weekend and for now enjoy the music and later enjoy the absolute 90s with david hey guess what Uh, this is rx radio